Yeah, and I'll tell you all about like the gang rapes I've walked in on and stuff, and to see if you still want to do it. Oh, cool! That'd be nice, mate. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. If you want to make that the opening quote, Dave, go ahead. His name is Craven. He likes white ravens, and he will always use them to reduce your gold. His name is Dave. He cancels saves. He likes to make the opposition have bad days. His name is Tom. He plays for fun. But if you beat him, then he'll punch you in the face. It's the UK's fantastic podcast. This episode's the first, but it could be the last. With an opposed to claim banter. It's banter behind the throne. Do you want me to count you in? I'd love you to count me in, Dave, actually. Yeah. That'd be really nice of you. Three, two, one, and banter. <laughs> Good evening, morning, or just general day, whichever one you prefer. You're here today with us here at Banter Behind the Throne with me, Mr. Thomas James Peel. I'm also joined with my co-hosts, Mr. Lord Craven. Hello, I'm back. And Mr. Dave Bradford. Hello, I'm still here. There you go. I even did the hand motions there. That's how passionate I was about that introduction. If we were a video podcast, how exciting would it be? If we were a video podcast, I swear to Christ, you'd be able to see my nipples. Coming up today, we've got an episode pretty much revolving mostly around Mr. Dave's recent experience in Poland, uh, where he he took his English skills to a foreign country in order to, uh, you know, try and beat them, I I think is probably the best way to put it. I'm not sure how he's done yet, because I haven't spoken to myself, so this is all going to be live reactions on my part as well, which is always pleasant. We've also got a little bit of news on 2.0. Dave's played with the cards, the cheeky little blighter. Oh, after that, we're going to do a little segment on tournament etiquette. For any new players out there thinking, I might go into the tournament uh, or nationals even coming up, uh, we're going to do a little segment of kind of the the do's and the don'ts of the general tournament feeling. For example, don't grope them. That's not allowed. However, petting, (laughs) potentially okay. Uh, and then to finish off today, we're going to be doing cards that begin with F. So to kick it all off, over to Mr. Dav with his lovely, lovely segment on Poland. I went to Poland at the weekend, and Ooh. it was lovely. It was. Uh, I started off and I was at work on Thursday, and I got a text from Josh Chambers, who joined us last week, uh, telling me that we were staying in the um, sadistic dentist room of the hotel. Oh, I saw him post a picture about that. What was all that about? Um, well, the hotel had themed rooms. Uh, Ross and Lucinda <laughs> got zebra. Uh, there was grasslands. <laughs> I'm sorry. You went to Poland instead of the theme hotel. This is already a good tournament spot. Right, okay. Yeah. Grasslands. Because that's what you want when you go to sleep. A lion just painted above your bed. Just yeah. looking down on you going... Like, oh, that's not really a lion, to be fair. That was uh, more of a pair. But go on, though. <laughs> I did want grasslands, yes, but we got sadistic dentist. (laughs) (laughs) And so the walls were all clinical and there was loads of spotlights everywhere and a a dentist chair in the corner. But it's such a sweeping difference between themes. It's like, oh, grasslands, zebra, dentists. (laughs) I don't know if, like, dentistry is a fetish in Poland, but it was weird. Wow. Uh, I suppose dentist chairs, there must be something to do with that. Like They do do the reclining things. I would have personally found it very comforting to yeah. have a dentist chair in my room, uh, just in case I fancied a nap, because, you know, a bit of gas. Did they have the gas in there as well, though? They didn't have the gas. They didn't no. have laughing gas, so it's not no. quite as fun. But... It was a missed opportunity, really, wasn't it? It like, really it was. was. That. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was fun. There was also apparently a belly room. And I don't really know what that involves. I don't know whether it's like secondary days just in a cage. <laughs> wow. Well, that was exciting. So, yeah, before I even went, I was terrified. I hadn't even left work the day before. Poland uh, is mad. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just the first bit. Um, so, uh, recently I went to the quiz and did badly, but we packed our bags, which is important. And uh, we were sufficiently drunk enough to build Reese's joust deck, which was intended to be. Stark, no agenda. Guess the restricted card. Mira Reed. No. Oh. That's been bad, mate. I feel like I'm on I, um, QI. <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's all flash You've lost now. points. Clearly I'm, not Mira Reed. I'm Alan Davis. Next guess. 
Right, it's Reese we're talking about, so it's going to be something utterly Viper. ridiculous. It's not the Viper, no. The restricted card Reese used was Narrow Escape. No! Oh. It was the Red Keep. Right. Oh, because it was a Tully defense deck running the Drowned Prophet. Oh, of course it was. Yeah, <laughs> oh. So you get your Tully set up, you kneel eight influence, you end the challenges phase. So that's how drunk we got at the pub quiz. We had a great time. Um, next morning, we flew to Poland, and the plain beers were less than five pounds for two beers. That's uh, that's economy plain beers, there. Yeah, which is remarkable. So who are you flying with? Uh, Wizz Air. Who? Wizz Air, which is the Hungarian airline. Oh man, I just instantly picture a wizard flying mm. it. Yeah, I didn't meet the pilot, so I can only assume he was a wizard. Wizard. Wizard yeah. Air. Um, so we got to Poland, and uh, the first of the very lovely Poles picked us up, uh, Michał, who you've met a couple of times, I think. He's been to Blackwater twice. Okay, yeah. And was at um, uh, Starlet. So okay. he, he picked us up and gave us a little history of Poland, because as far as I was aware, Poland turned up in, you know, 1919 and then got invaded and then joined the EU. But apparently more happened than that. And it was good to learn that. So thank you for the history lesson. They, they Dave, we, went to the, we went to the same faculty for history, Dave. Come on. You can do better <laughs> than that. Ah, but to be fair, history for me ends in 1485. After yeah, that, history just stops. Yeah, fair play. So, um, so that was good. Uh, and after finding out that we were staying, we were really staying in the dentist room. And it wasn't <laughs> a joke. So I thought he might have been to some chamber of horrors and just taken a picture for me. Um, we went for drinks, obviously. Packed our bags, had a fantastic time. And that's where um, your tournament report ends. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, uh, Mateusz took us to an awesome restaurant, which uh, served us loads of traditional Polish starters. Uh, one of which was cheese and honey. Like honey is a dipping sauce for cheese, which I thoroughly recommend. Okay. Um, and another one was a, is a shot glass filled with what looked like cat food, but was actually basically like pork pie and the jelly from a pork pie mixed together wow so pork pie and a shot glass which scared me that sounds delightfully mental yes well it definitely was mental um so we drank lots of stuff and went clubbing on the riverside uh which is just as it sounds it's at the side of a river and it's a nightclub uh open air with like loads of sand everywhere and that was really cool and cool. beers were ten zloty in this nightclub, which works out to less than ten, less than two pounds. I thought you could say ten pence then. <laughs> less than ten pence. <laughs> no, less than two pounds. Okay. So that was fantastic. Um, we got in about half past four in the morning, and I was happy to find out that Josh had rolled off his bed onto the floor, and so I had his bed. Oh, um, no. Because we were intending to stay on the floor. Not the dentist chair, though. Uh, no. And uh, we got up and went to the joust. I was intending to play Tar- uh, Lannister Conquest the Targaryen, running Neil and Burn and Pentoshi Manor as the restricted card. But I felt too hungover to play that, <laughs> uh, because I'd only played two games with it. So I played uh, Knights of the Hollow Hill again instead. Wow. So you didn't take the Knights Watch deck you were thinking of taking? No, because I didn't like playing that. It made me feel too dirty. So I decided to play 2-2-2, and Reese chickened out of playing the Drowned Prophet. He felt oh, he, he wouldn't give it do it justice if he played it uh, that night. So he said, "Right, I'll, I'll play it tomorrow in the melee instead, um, and I'll just I'll just do this. That's fine." So he played the uh, Lannister uh, Conquest of Targaryen deck. Um, other English players who went was uh, Ross, who was playing Baron Knights, I believe. No, Baron No Agenda with a uh, lots of House Tyrell and Shadows. Nice. And uh, Josh was playing Lannister No Agenda, Castellan. Yep. Uh, Lucinda, Ross's girlfriend, joined us but didn't play. Uh, but she was taught 2.0 later in the weekend and seemed to enjoy it. And uh, Chris joined us. Uh, now, Chris has been to more Starleks than me, but has played in fewer Starlek tournaments than me. Because he went two years ago, didn't play at all. Why? Went last year, only played the Joust. And uh, didn't manage to play in Poland either. Why? Because he was too drunk. Brilliant. Or too hungover. Or just wanted a nap. Any of the above. 
He was there for the banter. Yep, top man. That's all that matters, really, isn't it? But yeah, I'm coming to believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, so great news. Oh, there were 51 players, which was pretty good. That is good. Uh, we're in a cafe which sold cheap beer, so that was also good. All of Team England won their first game, and then immediately got paired against each other. That shows that serve you right, wouldn't it? Yep. So that was fun. Um, so my first game was against uh, Martel No Agenda, which was fine. I won that. You know that deck inside out, Dave. I do, I do. Um, and then the second game was against uh, Josh playing Lannister No Agenda, which should be a good matchup for me, what with all my burn. Uh, but I didn't really see any burn. I think I saw one burn card all game. Oh. Uh, and the brigands were just brutal. Yeah, they just enough. abused me, and I got to a good, you know, nine or ten power or so. But uh, Josh played spectacularly and was basically calling my plays before I did them. Uh, and yeah, fair play to him. So I moved on and played against. And now I'm scratching my brain. What did I play against? Uh, Stark, no agenda, possibly. Okay. Um, and basically, yeah, I went six plots with it, and it was very close, but he beat me. And if it had got one more po- one more plot, he would have valid, and I would have there would have been no contest. Both of those games, so I lost that. Both of those losses, I had the Mar- Mad King discarded by Rally Cry. Ah, oh, Rally Cry. Rally Cry is absolutely destroying me. Well, uh, you can blame all the scumbags playing House of Dreams Dragon Pit for that. Yeah, you bastards. Yeah. Um. So then I played some more Lannister No Agenda. Uh, Valerio from Italy, who's the only guy to have travelled to the Fracas three years in a row. So props to him. Yeah. Uh, and I beat that one. I did see enough burn that time, which was nice. Uh, my favourite play was when he had Tyrion and uh, the the prize Tyrion and the new Kevin. And as Kevin came into play, I brought out Soulful Man, so he had to kill Kevin or um, pay me a gold. And it was his last gold, so if he killed Kevin, he couldn't put out he could put out claim soak, but I had two claim plots they were both going to die, and if he didn't kill Kevin, he couldn't put out any claim soak because he had to pay me the gold uh, and I had lots of military icons, so I murdered them both and that was very satisfying. Lovely. Yeah. Uh, I moved on and I played again, so then I was 2-2 and I thought, right, if I make my next two games, I'll be fine. Uh, so I went on and I played against Tamas Albeck from I believe Hungary who did those house cards that were the guys from the TV shows with the quotes on the back. I was going to say, I recognise that name from somewhere. Yeah, he did them. They're very nice. Nice. Uh, and he played Targaryen, Darkwing's Dark Words. Oh, that's interesting. I like. I, I really, really have always looked at Targ, because I don't really play a lot of Targ, and I've always thought, ah, fuck it, I'll make a deck out of something unusual. I've always looked at Darkwing's Dark Words, but um, yeah, it's always been shit whenever I've tried it. It was, it was pretty good. Um... I yeah, I lost that game, I'll say it now. Uh, Daenerys was a bit of a problem. Yeah. I could never quite get her to the point where I could march her to the wall. Okay. There's always a little bit of claim circle I couldn't get rid of. Or just always something that I couldn't remove. So I couldn't flame kiss because she had an attachment or so on. Uh, when I valid, he, he was running rivers as, as well. Um, so he moved her to the top of the deck so she couldn't get valid. Nice, that, good that play. I suppose these yeah. days, because to be a dragon is, is no longer... You're, well, you necessarily auto-include, is it? Yeah. Um, not in Dark Wings, no. No, I mean, obviously, but, but now yeah. you can't sort of use it as such. You're not, the opportunity cost of playing Dark Wings, Dark Words is probably a bit less now because, you know, you can't do those old things anymore. So, yeah, I like the idea of that. Not a bad yeah. shout. Uh, yeah, the main... On the final turn, he played Harrenhal, which makes me incredibly sad, as you can imagine. Uh, and then also his one card in hand was Royal Decree, oh. which also made me incredibly sad. And he, oh, and he also played the Mad King, so my Mad King was no longer immortal. Oh dear. Uh, so yeah, that was that was a sad time all round. And then I played my worst game of the day in the last round of Swiss. It just got worse and worse from my decent start. I played against Martel No Agenda, which of course should be a good matchup for me. And I should know how to play against it. Um... And I started off, I controlled the board, I had uh, had some nice cards out, it was fine. Uh, turn one, I win dominance with Meraxes. And then I favourable ground without triggering Meraxes. Oh. Why I even played Meraxes, I don't know. Let alone why I didn't I trigger it. What are you playing at, man? I don't know, I don't know. And then a couple of turns later, he plays Ariane. And I have enough 
Uh, it was threat from the north, and I had enough characters on the board to incinerate her. But I decided to wait until he throws the intrigue challenge, so I can kill her and waste his challenge. Uh, but he throws the military first. I kill my claim soak, and then realise I don't have enough characters left to incinerate. Oh, die! And as soon as I did it, I was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> so Ariane decimated my hand several turns in a row, and yeah, you can imagine how that goes for a hollow hill deck, which fable grounded its own Moraxes. Um, so all in all, it was terrible, my day. Uh, although I had a fantastic time and everyone was really, really friendly, so that was nice. Um, Do you think boss, perhaps you um, you mortgaged your performance on a on a good night out, and the repayments were too high? Maybe. <laughs> what a you like that? Did you feel? It. I did. Yeah, that's a great way of describing it. Well, that's a good analogy. Yeah. Well done. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> See, I normally uh, normally I drink too much and I do well. Like I proved this over the last few weeks. You have, yeah. But this time I actually had a hangover. Ooh. Whereas normally I just feel a bit. Ooh. This time I actually had a throbbing headache. Uh, so yes. I, I, well, you saw, me, you saw me at Blackwater. I'm not really. It's a surprise uh, that I was making cock up there. So I'm guessing you have the same syndrome as me, Dave. To be honest, which is a uh, hangover syndrome. Well, you think you could do something, and you plan it through, but they completely forget about it for momentary lapses of time, and you just play yes. whatever you think. So, yeah, if I could do this, oh, shit, no, I can't. Oh. You're off the mark. Yeah, that definitely happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, the rest of Team England, uh, Ross went 2-4 and four as well. Reese went 3-3. Three and three, And uh, Josh went 4-2 and two and made the cut. Yeah, Josh did exceptionally well, did he not? He did, and we've been telling him for weeks... Play a good deck and you'll do well. And lo and behold, he plays a good deck and he does well. Um, and he won his top top 16 game. Okay. Uh, as I was reporting in the Paramours chat, he opened with Betrayal at the Wall. And everyone said, why the hell is he doing that? Um, you know, open with Betrayal, flip straight into Retaliation. So he's player one, uh, first player with claim two, which is pretty nice turn one. Yeah. yeah. You know, controlled the board a bit. And then turn two, he was then able to rally cry. Oh. which was pretty clutch. Uh, I can't remember what he got with it, but it was something nice, like a Northern Patriarch or something. Um, and that's why he played Retaliation. Uh, well, that's why he played uh, Betrayal so early. So he could get the extra plot in the used pile. And it just goes to show, he knows the game so well. Play a good deck, <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he then went on to play against uh, Donovan Van Beek, who is the reigning European champion. Yeah, he's kind he's of playing, a big deal. Kind of a good player. Uh, and he also was playing Martel Quentin, which is kind of a hard counter to Josh's no agenda deck. Uh, so Josh had a really sad time of that. Oh, oh didn't he win? Oh. Uh, he didn't win, no. You see, I was hoping, you, I was hoping it was going to be a kind of, a, you know, like a Rocky, like Rocky Four situation where he trains up lots and then all of a sudden beats him in the last round. Nope, it did not happen break. like that. It was yeah. a massacre. <laughs> um, so it's a bit like Apollo Creed then versus uh, Dolph Lundgren yes exactly um, but I did notice during the game that Don I, Don was playing his Venomous Blades on his house messengers and not on the right Sir Aris Oakheart and it turns out he didn't know you could he didn't know it was no attachments but weapon proving that he is a shit Martel player compared to me what a noob yeah and he said, don't tell that story on the podcast. I said, I'm telling that story on the podcast. Oh, man. he's not... Nothing you can do about it. Oh, he's not legitimate. No. Sorry, Don. You're a shit player. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. So, uh, Don then got knocked out in the top four. So, sorry to hear that. Uh, and the final was um, Mar- no, Baratheon Knights versus Hyperberic. 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 Yeah, which is always fun to see. Beric does well in every single European tournament, it seems, except the ones in England. Like, there's always a Beric in the cut at Starlek. There's always a Beric in the cut at all the, you know, road to Starlek tournaments. The moral of the story seems to be play Beric. Unless you, yeah, unless you're in England. Um, yeah. What about Scotland? The Scotland counters, you know. Well, you'll have to try. I, I will. Well, I can't now, but... What flavour of hyperbaric was this? Was it what Targ Brotherhood? It was Targ Brotherhood, yeah. Well, um, the old um, bit... 
uh, Blood of a Viper, blah, blah, blah. No, um, what, what sort of thing I'm thinking about? It Snakes. was Rhaegar's, Rhaegar's Harp and the, the Snakeskin Veil. Snakeskin Veil, that's it. Plot effects. Um, there was a bit of a misplay in that in that game where uh, uh, the Baratheon player played Cold Hands on Beric while he had Rhaegar's Harp on him. Right. Which means he can't because he's an army. Yes, somebody came outside and said it and Josh stood up and goes, What? How has this happened? He's an army! It just ran in and caused chaos, basically. It was all very <laughs> exciting. Right. <laughs> you just see him storm in, and I have no idea what's gone on, but he looked very angry, storming towards that uh, final table. Um, so they rolled it back in the end, because it was such a oh, such massive. a grim misplay. Uh, but the Barath- Baratheon player played uh, one in the end anyway. Oh. And of course, the best thing was, they had not been able to blank him with Marjorie, because they knew he was a lady. They just didn't then think, oh, he's an army as well. So yeah. Hashtag one man army for Beric. Yeah. Um, so that was the Saturday. We finished at about half past 11 and we went straight out uh, back to the place we were at before. Um, although it's important to note that Reese and Josh went for a shower at Mateus's, and apparently Mateus lives in a nightclub. What? Yeah. So you go into a nightclub, you walk through some curtains, up some stairs, and it's Mateus's flat. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. So, Poland sounds amazing. It it was good. It was legit. Um, so we went clubbing again, and we got even more drunk. Uh, and we didn't leave until about half past seven in the morning. Dave, what do uh, you do in a Polish nightclub? I mean, you personally. I know people uh, free dance and stuff, but it doesn't strike me as your uh, I reckon he go to the booth with booze on the on the trot. You know, there's just like a bottle of booze on the table, and he just sat there pouring it. Like a <laughs> terrible hip hop video. <laughs> yeah, like a really bad 90s hip-hop video. Uh, I, I did a bit of dancing. Um, not as much as Wedge did at Blackwater, of course. No. Um, but clubbing with Thrones players is pretty fun. Uh, but I do a lot of shouting in people's ears. Yes. Uh, a lot of going back to the bar. Yeah. Um, and a lot of going for wheeze. You do find uh, that your general rotation rule uh, comes into effect when you're at the club. Which basically can, yeah. yeah, which consists, for me especially, it consists of getting a drink, going for a fag, going for a wee, getting a drink, going for a fag, going for a wee, getting a drink. And it just kind of, that's all I do at nightclubs. Yeah. Um, and then someone says, let's go and dance. And you go, hold on, I'm just going to have a wee. And or, then I'm going to get a drink. And, and then the, the whole cycle starts again. Exactly. You never make it to no matter club. what, you never make it to, this is why I've just given up trying to go to clubs and try and act like I'm a 20 year old. I've just given up on it. Completely. Yeah. Well, Stick it was me fun. in a pub with a pipe and a dog, and I'll be happy. I can recommend beachside Polish nightclubs. Fair um, there was a guy lying on the floor who may have been on heroin, <laughs> but he was breathing, so that was fine. Did you check his um, pulse? No, but he was breathing. Fast, close enough for me. I didn't really want to touch him in case he like bit me or something. <laughs> he may have had like rabies. Was he could have been in a zombie outbreak. Yeah, exactly. It was a risk, mm. and I wasn't prepared to take that risk. Not in Poland. You don't have these <laughs> safety houses in Poland. Exactly. Um, yeah, and at about half past seven, when the sun was up, we decided to leave. Uh, but apparently I kept having what I called banter naps on the way home. Where mm. I would just lie on the floor and have a little nap. Oh, and then walk a few more steps and then go, oh, hold on a minute, guys. Go to have a banter nap. After that, I got woken up in the morning and Reese informed me that I had six minutes to get to the mellow. Which I thought he woke me up a bit late. Uh, but we made it to the mellow including a shower somehow. Um, and I decided I would, well, I, I was playing a deck that Wedge made, which was uh, Martel Hollow Hill, running all of the power claim attachments. So what? every time your opponents win a challenge, you get a power, which was a lot of fun. Uh, I came joint first on my first table, uh, where I played against um, Don. And he, we, we joined first together. We both got to 14 power. Uh, which was a shame. He used. Uh, he was playing the deck that won Starlek this year uh, with Rainus's Hill to recur everybody's dead piles. And I pointed out after he used it that he didn't trigger Sir Aris Oakheart when he came into play. What is this guy? I was like, do you not how He's the right Sir Aris Oakheart. You should know how to play him. Uh, so, of course, when he came into play the second time, uh, he discarded my Southern Merc- Mercenaries, <laughs> uh, which cost me the game. <laughs> well... So... I well and truly deserved that. Don learnt in the end. Yeah, so we uh, we drew on 14 power each, uh, 
because we went to time. If we had gone one more plot, I would have flipped into Winter Festival uh, and won the game. So that was cool. Uh, then I got soundly beaten by Josh Chambers playing uh, the Maester's Path, Battle Baratheon, which was horrible. Um, he stole all the power on my Alaria Sand. He stole like six power from me. Which was what was he using? Uh, One of those smuggler things? Yeah, the um, Lysini Captain. Yeah, I like them. They're pretty cool. Yeah, they were good. Um, and then in my last game, I played against Don again, among Did other people. You, you and, and Don's romantic weekend away. Yeah, basically, basically. Uh, at one point, I was having a nap on the sofa, and he woke me up by playing the theme tune to our podcast in my ear. So I was oh. trying to sleep. Yeah, and I just I awoke with a start and said, Craven, Craven's calling me. <laughs> As if it was some sort of bat signal that I had to answer. And then I realised, one, my phone is out of battery. Two, that's not my ringtone. And three, my phone is always on silent. <laughs> uh, so there was literally no chance. So I went back to sleep. <laughs> oh, I, like, I like that. I like that story. Yeah, yeah thank you. <laughs> so yeah, it was good. Uh, and I came third on that table and I came cut <laughs> okay that's okay. the only episode yeah. uh yeah so the mellow was good um i can't oh uh tossas won it he was the guy who came second with beric in the joust so he had a good weekend yeah um i can't remember what he was playing in the mellow dragon pit maybe Ugh. uh i fucking hate dragon pit you know that yeah it's horrible i really really hate that so much um <laughs> Anyway, yeah, enough about that. I won't start. Don't get me started on Dragon Pit. <clears throat> yeah. No. Um, so, yeah. We then managed to get hold of uh, 2.0 cards from Remco and Menno, the Dutch. Ooh. And, uh, yeah, they have been to Gen Con. So, they had six core sets between them. Uh, so, we were even allowed to build our own decks. Oh, jeez. So, Josh got hold of it and obviously he built a Tyrell deck. And it was based around uh, Randall Tarley. So, he built a hyper Randall deck. And if you got the pieces Randy. in play, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, but when I played it, it was awful. Uh, and we also played with a Greyjoy Fealty deck, which is brutal. Greyjoy Fealty, really? Yeah, yeah. That Remco made. Re uh, load, loads of location destruction, uh, lots of unopposed tech. Really good. Um, I opened with Naval Superiority against Reese. Yes. The new blockade. Yeah. And he was a sad panda because it hit. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Yeah, it was good. Um, Ross made a great little deck, which was uh, Night's Watch Banner to the Dragon. Okay. So he could play both uh, Jorah Mormont and Old Bear Mormont oh. for a father and son outing. Oh, that's what that means. I was meant to ask you what's Father and Son's Day out all about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he didn't win with it, but it looked nice. Yeah. The red cards fair. and the black cards. Yeah, that's what mattered. And the theory was nice. Mm. Um, so, yeah. It was it was a great weekend. Uh, we had another night there. We had a casual melee and a kebab shop, which sold beer. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, which was nice. Um, once again, I got to 14 power, which was irritating. Uh, yeah, it was great. We've got loads of European fans, apparently. Have we? Uh, yeah, loads of people complimented us on the podcast. Uh, when people started drinking, they'll if they wanted my attention, they'd walk up to me and sing my name into my ear. Start singing the theme tune, and when I was playing against Don in the melee, he'll just be, just be humming along, and then just shake his head to try and get it out of his head. Um, but yeah, it was great. Uh, so props to those guys who listen to our podcast, and we've had some more likes from people I met there. Excellent. So that's pretty good. Well, you say that about the theme tune. Actually, when I listen back to some of these, just to sort of see how it comes out, and because I'm so rampantly egotistical, I like my own jokes. <laughs> Um, yeah. I do uh, find myself humming the theme tune and, and whistling it and singing it to myself around the house, which I rarely do because I, I hate singing um, in all its forms. Apparently the anti-banter does it around the house as well while he's doing the washing up. The anti-banter? He sings about us. <laughs> That's some sort of, sort of paradox. Yeah. Mm. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, so yeah, fantastic weekend. Uh, Lucas, the tournament organiser, hooked me up with some swag uh so we've got a, a couple of sets of house cards to give out at nationals and loads of egrets because for some reason uh they printed too many egrets um yeah uh the uh, they're all pin-up girls uh post uh, house cards which are really nice 
and uh, he also gave us a mat uh, oh. to give to the King of Swiss, which is good. Don't eat that. Sorry, my cat is in here trying to eat. Get off, what have you got? Oh, he's got a card. Hang on. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. That's all right. He ran off with Maester Kerwin. Yeah, fair enough. He suffered enough. <laughs> he got raped. Yeah, and dumped over, overboard. <laughs> his his flavour, I mean, his, like the text is kill Maester Kerwin to cancel an effect. That doesn't give the full picture, does it? <laughs> Sodomise, no. cut his throat and drown him to cancel any effect. Wouldn't have fitted on the card. Bit grim. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to do that in game either. Yeah. So it's probably for the best. Um, but I think that's uh, basically it for my tournament report. I think I covered the main points. It was awesome. The people were awesome. Everything was really cheap. Um, people like our podcast. Uh, so cheers to them. Good news all round. I, I've been playing yeah. a bit two point zero actually, but on, on Octagon obviously. Um, really, really enjoying it so far. Uh, I'm, I'm very impressed. I find I well, I, I find in my experience. I don't know how you found it, but um. But games tend to be a lot closer for a lot longer. Yes, I agree. Which is nice. That's true. At first, I just figured it's because maybe I, I was still getting used to like the new structure and all that sort of stuff, and I was playing against sort of newbies, you know. But um, the more I've played, and you know, it's not really a lot to get your head around if you're transitioning from first to second. You, you know, different setup. You do your responses before you do claim. Largely, that's what you got to worry about. Um, and yeah, it does seem to be a lot closer. A lot more, which um, is nice. I like that. Yeah, uh, every game I played was very, very close. So that was nice. Um, the cards are all nice quality. Uh, the art looks even better in person. Yeah, the art uh, really has grown on me. And some cards, which I originally said looked like, you know, just just bollocks, um, I, I've completely changed my opinion on. And now, happy to say they look with dogs bollocks. Fantastic. Very impressed um, with them. Yeah, but I've been playing a bit of Stark Fealty, um, which is fun. Sounds um, so boring. Yeah, but it isn't boring when you trigger um, like warm rain three times in a row on Bambi. <laughs> no, not on Bambi. That was hilarious. Um, that little direwolf pup was doing some serious work for me. Like he was just standing the whole time, and you just know any second now he's going to tear someone's throat out. Um, and he did. I think he got timing at one point, which was brilliant. Um, I don't know how much fun that's going to sort of be long term, but in the moment, I really enjoyed myself. Okay. What's your favourite card in 2.0 you've seen so far that you've played with? What I personally played with, I would say it's either Balon Greyjoy mm. or, um, for largely similar reasons, uh, Longship uh, Great Kraken. Yeah. Longship Break Reckon is awesome. Yeah, it really is good. Um, yeah, it's just fantastic utility. Fantastic card advantage if you need it. Um, it's won me games because I've got to the point I'm thinking, you know what, I'm done getting cards. Let's just get power. It's, it's really, really versatile. Um, yeah. Really enjoy it. Yeah, I was really enjoying uh, I like the Red Keep. That's my favourite card in the set, I think. I've not played with any Baratheon stuff. Apart I haven't played it yet, but I was watching Josh. And even though he didn't get to try it once, it was satisfying to play it <laughs> the card I've seen uh, which I'm most impressed with in in total is yeah. probably Robert Baratheon yeah he looks pretty good although he's, so expensive he's an absolute monster so not immune to Milk of the Poppy yeah and the card I played with that I really liked was was it Scouting Vessel the Greyjoy location yeah the, uh, that pumps the strength yeah uh, that really fucks people off your first player or just by one in general yeah because it's zero cost it's really nice yes such a good card. Yeah. Great joy are legit. Yep. 10 out of 10 would play again. 10 out of 10 would sail. <laughs> exactly. Right. Is Peel still with us? Hmm? Oh, he is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Peel. Captain us on to the next se- segment. I can't remember what the next segment is now. Is it cards beginning with us? Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, we've done 2.0. Po- is, is, have we done 2.0 yet? Yes. Oh. Dude, once again, where have you been? There was a bit in between. We've missed out a bit. <laughs> Not really. We were just talking about 2.0. Yes, I know. Um, bear with me. I've got... Oh. Ah, we yes. The quarterback in now the... Now I remember. Bad tournament etiquette. 
Right. Tournament so now we're going to be Tournament etiquette. That actually sounds quite nice. It almost has a little ring to it. Tournament etiquette is something that uh, you have to follow. There's, there's rules. It's like um, it's like toilet etiquette. You don't piss on the seats. And I feel like that should be appropriate for tournaments as well. I, I think that's something I want to put in first. Don't we on seats? Lift them up. Do you know what? Someone at work today pissed on the seat. It's fucking annoying. And How like, I'm a civil servant. Who is pissing on seats? It's fucking disgusting. At my age or older, like, who is doing this? Why well, do people just not lift them? Do they, at home, do they just piss on their seats and wait for it to dry, or do they well, do they some... lift them at home? Or oh. if I can speak in defence of um, seat pissers, just very <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. That's not incriminating at all. <laughs> sometimes it's just simple hubris. You're like, you know what? I don't need to lift this. My aim is great. Oh. <laughs> then at least give it a little wipe. Give it exactly. a wipe when you finish. There's no excuse. It's There's fine. no excuse not to clean up afterwards. I totally agree. I don't get, you don't, don't get me wrong. I've I've pissed on a seat in my time long. I've <laughs> I've pissed on a few seats, but I'll I'll wipe the piss off. I don't want the next person who goes in after me to think I'm a fucking animal. Well, this is it, right? I, I've got a lot of stories where my toilet hubris has come back to haunt me, and I could probably save them for another time. Um, where I think I can do something, and I definitely can't, but I, I'm not really ready to tell this. Story. Maybe they could be our end of episode. Toilet hubris. Yeah, but I think, you know what, I've got this. It's fine, and it, it, it never is. Um, but yeah, if you piss on the seat sometimes, it's not always just being a, a savage. Maybe you just you fancy yourself as a bit of an accurate piss and you're not. But yeah, you've got to clean Maybe up. Maybe you up. fancy a challenge. Yeah, you fancy your chances and you ain't come up short. You know, you're not as quick as you think. You're not Billy the Kid, mate. You say you ain't that good. You ain't the cowboy of the pan. No. But yeah, that's, good, that's, a good first, that's a good first bit, you know, to be fair. <laughs> Don't piss. If you're at a card tournament... And don't piss 50, out anything. Yeah, if there's 50 other blokes, and there's also... If it's mixed gender as well, imagine if a woman went in after a bloke's pissed all over the sea. She'd look at it and be like, well, that's great. I'm cleaning up I'm, after some random guy's piss. Yeah, I've got enough on my plate here. I need to think of when to flip through a winter, and now I've got to worry about cleaning pans. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's courteous. I think... I'm not naming names, but it's courteous to wipe the seat if you piss on it. Or lift the seat up. It's not hard. It requires about three like seconds worth of effort. Or if you've got a bad back, ask me. I'll come in with a fucking pole and shut lift it up for you. It's fine. <laughs> I don't mind. But just, yeah. just don't do it. So not mentioning any names, Reese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure he's not a seat pisser. No, no. But <laughs> but we do have to not mention his name as much as possible. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so tournament etiquette, got a little bit off topic there with my rant about piss. I think anyone who saw me at, um, well, uh, Blackwater. Blackwater will know my feelings on pissing on seats quite well. So, um, yeah, I think it's, I think that's a fair comment to say. Um, but more and more appropriately, if you are playing a tournament, wash your hands in between when you go to the, again, that's something you should do. You know, have clean hands. It, it's only for light. If you've got, if you're eating something greasy and you're playing at a car tournament, just wipe them, maybe. Carry a napkin. I don't know. It's up to you. But just... it's, it's just not normal etiquette rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you shouldn't be... You should have clean hands all the time. Yeah. And you shouldn't be pissing on the seats whether you're in tournament or not. Also, shower the fucking morning or the night before. That's fine. Not three weeks before. Fucking disgusting. Anyway, we've got... I've got horribly off topic here. I'm just... Ra- also, don't touch my cards. My cards oh, are my cards. That was my one, but I'll make you right. Yeah, here yeah. you go on, go on, love. Have a run. You'll enjoy well, it. I very, very like. I'm very, very keen on having my cards um, arranged like perfectly. Mm. I think anyone who's seen me on the stream, uh, people have commented in past watching that I have my lands, la- lands. Jesus Christ! What? Oh, really? Oh, I don't even play magic. Um, <laughs> I have my creatures and all my spells. <laughs> I have my locations and my characters and everything is. I like to have it pinpoint and arranged neatly. I it's just a compulsion I've got, which is why I think it's 90% of the reason why I quite like Netrunner, because I have everything arranged lovely. And it's another reason why I <laughs> fucking hate Conquest. It gives me a headache. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's horrible. You can't fill those blokes around those little planets. Let's and then there's empty every... planets over here. Let's What's going on? Everywhere. Those planets should be enormous. They should be like, again, just a reference to Magic Brief. They should be like, um, you know, like uh, things that Commander in Magic, those massive oversized cars. The planet yeah. should be that big. Yes. So you can arrange things around it. Oh, God. It's making me have like, oh, my leg's gone numb thinking about it. <laughs> right. Where was I? Yeah. So That's I have my car. cards arranged nicely. Yeah. Right. If, if I have to discard a refugee from play or someone's dead or whatever, don't, don't lean over and push it towards a pile, man, because you're going to move other things. It annoys me. Just, I know exactly what I'm doing next time we play. <laughs> just, just point it. I'm going to touch all your cards with my sticky, piss-stained fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Love a new player, and I'm going to spill my beater on your mat. <laughs> Covered in jam. <laughs> More shoving crisps into my mouth. Sounds so, lovely. So that is, um, that's bad. And also it what is. annoys me is, um, is, is, a, is a kind of half-hearted pre-game or post-game handshake. You've got to have a firm handshake. You've got to mean it. Either handshake or not. There's no kind of... You don't just go, eh. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to sort of just hold on to like a limp sort of little fish. Right. Shake your hand properly. That's good general life advice. Yeah, yeah. It's just turned into kind of like a a group therapy session, Robert. (laughs) I feel like we all need a little bit of sofa time. It's just like... If you're wearing a tie, do up all your buttons. And if you're not wearing a tie, leave some of your buttons undone. Yeah, just the top. Or you look like a cunt. Can we say cunt on the podcast? (laughs) Yes, we can. Thank you. That's fine then. (laughs) I I think that's the first time we've said it. I've been holding back, and I think it was justified. I've been holding back from saying that for weeks. (laughs) (laughs) I won. I said it first. (laughs) My gates are open. It's all gone Pete Tong now, boys. Um, but no, I, I like clothing the idea advice. Of Valuable uh, clothing advice with your buttons, of course, and your shirts. Oh, not on your jackets and waistcoats. From the top yeah. down is sometimes, always, never. Ooh. You've got three buttons. First one, sometimes. The middle one, always. And the bottom one, never. That is good, good advice. Yeah, and if it's a two-button uh, jacket, it's always, never. Yeah? Always, never. You always have the bottom button undone, I'm guessing. That's it. Yeah. Always do undo the bottom button on a waistcoat as well. Okay. Yep. There you go. That's good, good advice. Oh, yeah, can, I, can I just... Sorry. <laughs> can we talk about cufflinks? Oh, yeah. Because, you know, you like you don't... you don't well, When you're wearing cufflinks, you don't, like, tuck your sleeves in so it looks like a cuff. You wear them out like it's got a big flappy bit. Well, yeah. That, I thought that would be obvious. And then, yeah, yeah. And then oh, some people them. don't. What? Some people tuck them in like they look like normal sleeves. What's, What's the point, the point of having that no cuff? I don't know. It's the whole point of wearing cufflinks. You're drawing attention to the fact you have a shirt without regular cuffs. Note the cufflinks. Yeah. Otherwise, you just get a fucking button-up one and maybe put a fancy button on it. That's all that's needed. You don't need to mess around with it. This is bang out of order, and I feel we need to put a stop to it early on, or other people are just going to pick up the habit and continue it. Um, exactly. So please dress properly when you come to Thrones tournaments. We expect we'll shirts, be ties, full dinner jackets, potentially. Uh, yeah. If you're wearing a waistcoat, don't do it on the bottom button. We're not animals. Uh, oh, at the Paramore Invitational, can it be black tie? I feel like it should be black tie. Someone sits I... down in front of me at a tournament and they've got their bottom waistcoat button done up. I'm going to fucking nail them. <laughs> <laughs> Craven's favour. <laughs> I just like the idea now of going to nationals in a suit. This is going to be a... Just to sit down. What a respectable chap. When I sit down, people go, well, he's respectable. What a lovely chap. Look at that. He's got all the buttons done up and he's wearing a tie. And the cufflinks are properly presented <laughs> in the way that cufflinks are meant to be worn. Oh, and he's even only done up one button on his double-breasted jacket. What a lovely gentleman. He knows how to look his... a suit. And his nails look very clean. They do. He's washed his hands. And he hasn't got piss on his fingers or jam. If I and he's, playing a... bit... he's playing a Nedley deck. He is, yes. <laughs> I would like, and also, I'm just throwing this out there. Now, I'm a smoker. Now, there's other smokers out there. I get that. Smoking is bad habit. You probably didn't do it, kids. You know, but if you do do it, fair play. Uh, you probably have a shit job. Now. A <laughs> shit job? Me, yeah, trust <laughs> me. If I didn't smoke and I had my job, I would have killed my boss with a ratchet a while ago. But, um, <laughs> I would like to. <laughs> uh, who's your boss, Phil? 
My boss is my father, but uh, I, I've, I've almost killed him once before, but luckily I missed him uh, with the knife. But um, if, <laughs> oh my God. if you smoke an electric, electronic cigarette, don't fucking sit there and do it at a game table. You have a cigarette break for that shit. You don't do it mid-game. It's bang out of order, right? I don't want to smell that strawberry nicotine-flavoured shit because that's going to want me, make me want to go out for A, a cigarette, and B, slap you in the face. So, <laughs> yeah, smoke them outside. Yeah, or just smoke them away from others. It's rude. Or ask permission. Make sure it's all right with every single person in the fucking room. If every single person in that room says yes and signs a bit of paper, you pass the fuck away. But I can tell you now, so I'm not going to sign paper. that bit of paper so you can fuck off outside with the rest of them. <laughs> this is brilliant. This is the best <laughs> segment we've ever done. <laughs> I didn't think tournament etiquette would go so off-piste. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's still relevant. <laughs> I don't it think it's ever relevant. been on. It's never got on the piste. We've talked about games like about 5% of this. The rest is <laughs> ranting about stuff that pisses us off. <laughs> but it's all relevant when in a tournament. You don't want someone blowing an electronic cigarette in your face, do you? You don't want someone with dirty hands. You don't want someone touching your cards. And you also don't want something someone spilling drinks. Also, yeah, drinks, don't put them on the fucking table. Put them on the floor next to your chair. Less chance of spillage. And if it does spill, it's just going on your shoes. That's not a problem. Doesn't matter if it's on your shoes. It's not on your cards. And I feel like that's important to mention. It is important to mention. Hmm. I'm glad you did it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, oh, that was pretty intense. That <laughs> wasn't it, wasn't it? I'm a little bit frustrated now, boys. Uh, <laughs> well, don't do anything about it now. <laughs> I'm just going to go silent for a few minutes. Um, shall we? Move it, is, on? it is. It is, of course, uh, also good etiquette that if someone, um, if you're new and someone helps you with your your play, uh, it is polite to buy them a beer if they've been playing longer than you. I think, yeah. I think that's important to note for any new players. I also buying uh, the elder folks of the game. A beer if they help you out. I think and we podcast should just, uh, appreciate it. change that rule a little bit and just say, I think it would be appropriate to buy us a beer if you've listened to us and got any tips on us. Because um, again, That's what I was going for. All oh, right, okay. You were <laughs> really? To, you were trying to do a bit more subtly for you. Instead of being I, I was. Buy us things because we're poor. Um, <laughs> exactly. Okay. Uh, yeah, so... Here's a poser for you then, about etiquette, right? Go on. Well, not, not, not even so much a poser, actually. I, I was thinking more about this as like a, a bit of genuine advice to give new players who may feel the pressure of like social expectation upon them when this sort of thing happens. If somebody makes a, a, a complete cock-up in, in their play during a tournament, right, it's absolutely fine to not allow them to take it back. Like in, in a casual game, someone does something wrong, right? You like, oh, shit, whoops. Fine, you just say, oh, don't worry, take it back. Yeah. But in a tournament, don't be, don't feel under pressure to do that. You're not an asshole if you say, mm, no, sorry. Right. To be fair, you shouldn't even really ask. If you, if you make a cock up, you shouldn't really say, oh, shit, whoops, I didn't see that there. Like, perfect example, um, oh, I can't remember what tournament it was. I think it was a London regional. Playing against a really nice fellow. He's playing Martel Alou from the part, I think. He's playing a yeah, really nice guy. I had a, a river blockade out, and um, he, he triggered uh, a Sunset Sea. Uh, sunset Sea, Summer Sea, whatever the Martel one is. Yeah, discard uh, it. Yeah. Discard it to reduce something by two. Summer. Yeah. Summer Sea. He, he triggered it, and then went to pay, like, whatever it was, to, to bring out his army. And I went to him, uh, river blockade, mate. It's... Now, he didn't say to me, oh, shit, like, oh, I didn't see it there, can I take it back? Because he knew he knew what was you know what was what the card was on the table it was on him to know what's going on, um, but had he asked me and said oh do you mind if I take that back as much as every part of me would say normally yeah man don't worry about it go on play it out in a tournament it's fine to say sorry no because you're in a tournament yeah you, know, you certain kind of social expectations don't really apply in that regard and yeah so if you're in a position if you're a new player and that sort of thing happens to you. Don't feel bad about it. You know, it, it no really quarter. Is, it's a rules. Yeah, give them no quarter, literally, unless you're not playing Stark, in which case you're next illegal. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, that's my little kind of serious bit on that. On that note, I think um, if you don't mind, I'll add to that as well. Also, if you do ever at any point have a question and you think that the person opposite you 
is doing something that maybe they shouldn't be. Maybe they're like bending the rules a little bit, um, maybe in their favour, or they're doing things too quickly to keep up. You can obviously mention to them to slow down. For example, there are triggers uh, in between actions uh, which you can play events to cancel. Yeah, absolutely. Things. Um, and obviously, if they're kind of discarding left, right, and centre to pay for various characters, and you've got a discard in hand, by all means, just say, hang on a minute, and uh, get them to play it out a little bit slowly in rhythm, naming what they're doing in various action phases, because otherwise you're going to miss the chance to possibly discard one of their cards or cancel something, or even cancel a reducer sometimes can probably save you the game, especially if they're going to bring out a massive eight-cost army um, with one of their reducers. You can no, that's a fantastic point. Put a stop to it. And also... If you are ever stuck, just put your hand up, ask for a marshal to come around. Not a marshal, you know what I mean. Uh, a TO. Judge. Yeah, judge, TO, whatever. Um, just get them to come around and just get them to clarify. If you ever have a disagreement, just ask them because otherwise you're just going to end up arguing with the person opposite with you. And if they're more stubborn than you, then you're just going to end up wanting to punch them. So it's probably best if you just ask someone nicely and just say, look, yeah. is this legit? And they'll go, nah, or yeah. And then that's it. You got your answer. Yeah, calling judges over. I, I, I've done that. I, I, don't, I, I think I do. I've done, I done it at Blackwater. Like, um, yeah. There was a situation resolved. I think me and Auntie Bentley were playing. We weren't too sure about something. I can't remember what it was now. Um, and we both just, I just said to him, should we just call a judge over? Because I'm not too sure either. And he said, yeah, just that's what they're there for. No one can get the arsehole about a judge being called over because that's what the whole point of them being there. Yeah. Um, and in terms of um, something people said about <clears throat> someone sort of is needing reduces one, one, one after the other, whatever. Oh, this is for new players, obviously. Um, but keep in mind, when someone takes an action in the mastering phase, like first edition, I'll, I'll use as an example, but I'm sure it's the same for second. Like I'm going to kneel the street of steel to, and then you've got the option to do something as well. So kneel a reducer out of sequence. Do something, especially if you're playing against someone who's got a great joy house guard. Every opportunity <laughs> yeah. you get to reduce something in mastering which you think you're going to need, do it. Because I, I love it when people don't bother doing it. I would, I would say, I reduce the Street of Sisters, so your action, they don't do anything. I marshal a newly made lord and take out a C. They're, they're two resources down. So take, oh, yeah. take your actions as and when you can, especially against Greyjoy. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then you pop down the river blockade. Yeah. Boom. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, that was. Um, I'm, I'm desperately trying to steer this back into some sort of serious discussion about thrones, but. Um, I don't know if it, I think it's too late. We've, we've careered off the motorway. <laughs> <laughs> we're currently, uh, we're currently we're delirious at a hedge. What yeah. we're doing right now, boys, we're driving through a field at this point. Um, yeah, we're going to get onto a road at some point, but we're damn well going to go through a lot of heavy piles beforehand um, <laughs> and a whole ton of shit. <laughs> right, so we all missed this last week, obviously, but it's uh, time for me to get back on the helm. It is. Cards, cards beginning with F. And I must hold my hands up and say, I fucked up my own game. <laughs> um, I text in, obviously, Sir Eld Nestamont. Um, <laughs> what an idiot. Because my own rules. My own rules. I, I didn't even catch it until I read it out. And halfway through the sentence, I thought, oh, hold on. <laughs> yeah. It was the live on air reaction. Oh, hang on a minute. This is wrong. Um, uh, so. Um, in in the absence of um, like you know properly doing it last week, I would like to just mention that uh, I fully agree with Peel. Uh, Euron's crow's eye is um, the nuts. Um, I probably would have gone for him if I'd gone first, um, but I didn't get a chance. So I will say my big, favorite card beginning with E is, and I don't use these enough to really justify this, but I do like them. I like everything about them, and that's Euron's enforcers. Is my my E card. It's a double E as well for bonus points. <laughs> yeah, you're really making up for it. Yeah. They are the ones with Intimidate? Uh, they are. They are a five-cost raider and army, with uh, but all-important Warcrest. Um, all-important in this environment, no attachments, with Intimidate, and they get a plus one strength for each raider. Not each other, but each raider. So they come in automatically at strength four. Yeah, they're pretty nice, but that five-cost in Greyjoy is... Difficult. It's grim. Muy difficile, as uh, Vince would say. Um, see, look, look at that. Um, yeah, a loof and a park card, though, through and through. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. 
There is something there. Um, so we're on to F. Um, Peel, you can retake the helm now. I've uh, pissed up the wall of my own segment just to make sure you're uh, not. No problem. At all, no problem. Uh, right, favourite car beginning with F. Uh, I will kick it off first then, and go with something which is uh, again I like my double-edged sword cars. I really do. Uh, I like the cars that both screw me over and can screw over other players and the, the blink of an eye. And uh, that is Frozen Solid. Uh, How is that a double-edged sword? Well, because it no, because it can fuck you as well. Yeah. If somebody plays it on you, I think. You oh, can. I see. That's what I mean. Like Dark Star. Yeah. Like oh, okay, it's so like if you accidentally play it on yourself. <laughs> well, you never know. Sometimes you're not paying attention. And just, oh, I'm just gonna throw it aside. This. Oh. Uh, can I take that back? <laughs> no. <laughs> you're not paying attention. Solid. And you um, accidentally frozen solid drone Harren Hall. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened again. But no, frozen solid is one of these lovely, very, very simplistic cards. It's it's not complicated in any way. It just blanks the text box, and it can be amazingly annoying. Just... It should be restricted. It can fuck right off. That's what I think. I think it should it. be restricted. There is no more efficient location control or attachment control in the game. No. Yeah. It's, it's true. It's, it's a lovely card. It just it screws you, basically. That's it's the it's not a lovely card. It's a horrible thing. Oh, it's a horrible, thing. horrible thing when I can't get it. The but when, I, when I use it, I love it. But when I, I can't get it, I hate it on seven, it, seven it different It kills levels. junk. It kills everything. It just kills, like Mirror Reed, it just, it just stops your jank from working. Whatever your jank is, Frozen Solid will probably stop it. And at one gold, that's just not acceptable to me. Yeah, it's too There's efficient. be a one gold, 3x solution in every Stark deck that just destroys jank. That's heartbreaking. Well, it's I in every totally Stark agree. Deck, every time. But it's a, uh, one of these horrible, lovely cards, which, if you're playing Stark, it's great. If you're not, mm, it can go to hell. So, yeah. Surely you can say that about like every single card in the game. Well, no, but mainly. Oh, I love solid. it in this deck, but if I play it against it, I hate it. But Frozen Solid is definitely the biggest bane with an F, uh, and also the best card ever if you're playing Stark because it pisses people off at proper treat. Like when they play a Harrenhal, you're just like, nah, we're great. No, I'll make him right. I mean, in terms of inclusion in this segment, I think it's uh, more than fair game. For what it is. Like, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, cool. Yeah. To our next one. Go on, Dav. Give okay, us a well, my favourite card beginning with F, obviously, is Favourable Ground. Favourable Ground. I, I genuinely didn't expect that to come out because um, I forgot really? it existed. Only because I forgot it existed. If I thought about it more, I would not be surprised at all. Yeah. It ruins dreams mm. and it makes the keep. Amazing, so I just love it. Um, yeah, so but you, yeah, most people will know that if they've played against me in the last three months. Yes, you do love favorable ground, it's a bugger, or indeed a year and a half ago when I was also playing favorable ground. Again, it was a bugger then, too. Yeah, it is a bugger, it's a bugger. People always say, Would you really need three favorable grounds? Yes, yes, you need as many as you can. Because you if you're going to go all in on not running locations yourself, you may as well run three favourable grounds. You don't just run one. That's yeah. just silly. You don't You'll never one see in. it when you need it. It's not a cheeky favourable ground. Yeah. It's not cheeky. No, this is a deck. It runs favourable ground. <laughs> you're going to cry. The only locations that can get discarded is Maraxis. So, let's go. <laughs> if you proved with a plum. I did. <laughs> Okay, well, I was hoping one of you guys was going to take out one of my options. I've got three queued up here. Three? Yeah, I was hoping one of you guys was going to nail a couple of them to make the decision a bit easier. Um, so I, I have three more in my list, so I wonder if... I reckon two of them are going to well, be your yours. Right, I'm going to make a decision then. My favourite card, beginning with F, is Forgotten Plans. Oh, no, not that one. No. I like it, though. Yeah, it's a good card. It saved me. It's won me games um, a lot this year. Um, yeah, simple as that. Uh, it saved me from because where people have moved from running Valor to perhaps only running the aftermath. Um, I'm fairly good. Well, it's not hard, but I'm fairly good at predicting when it's going to come out. Um, and in like a Greyjoy Winter, which is what I've predominantly been playing various forms of. Um, yeah, that saves my bacon. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's true. And the current trend tends to be playing either, uh, well, fallen, um, taken captive into Fear of Winter or the Aftermath. Um, so having forgotten plans in your back pocket uh, stops that combo being quite as devastating. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um, that is my favourite card beginning with F. Go on, Dave. What were your backups then? I'll tell you how many of those were on my list. Yeah. Uh, fish Whiskers. Ah, oh, yes, he was on there. <laughs> because Fiskers is so efficient. Fiskers is And if amazing. you don't have a Warcrest, uh, a war, Warship, you could just use him for, to be a Kraken all day long. Yeah. Exactly. And he stands up and he cancels something and then he sits back down again. Yep. <laughs> Old Dick Whiskers. Great. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> Fiskers, Old love him. Um, focus Defense. Mm. Oh, I thought about it, but it's not my number two. No. Um, it, focus Defense I love because people don't read it. No, they get confused when they when you uh, let all their challenges through unopposed <laughs> on turn one, and then they cry when they realise they have to kill all their characters, <laughs> or you steal three power, <laughs> or you take three of their cards. Yeah, whichever. Or if you're lucky and you have Ariane Martel, or and you can raise the flame even more, you can get it up to. I think we can get it up to about six flame if you play it perfectly. Yeah, uh, if you if you get your C's and like some economy and, and some clips, like, you get a well. lot of claim. That's just um, stuff in. I think. Do you reckon it's when like if you open with it, it causes like um, what's it called, like cognitive dissonance in people? Yeah, the o- opening with it is the only way to go because if you play it late, giving away those unopposed challenges and only making one of your own is really tough. Unless know. you go first and make the power challenge, I people are like, oh yeah, blah blah blah, yeah, and then all of a sudden. The- the plots flip and they just see these huge numbers and their brain just goes <laughs> yeah and they read it and they go okay and then they go fair enough I'll let that through yep 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 and then they realise it's claim three because how many plot cards are claim three this one yeah and it's, it's awesome um, and it's a military battle so you can run to be a kraken so it synergises with fish whiskers whiskers yep synergy so all day yep exactly uh, and of course, Focus Defense was the card I had revealed when I got that four claim military with Die by the Sword on Mira and uh, die, and a uh, Price of War on a Stark Harren Hall and something else. Turn one in the game, so that was fun. GG, well played. Yes, it, it basically was. But he didn't have any characters to get powers. So it took like 15 plots for me to win. Nice. Yeah. So what, what uh, and the last one on my list was the Flea Bomb Scavenger. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that was four for me. I mean, but you deserve to have that one in there because, and I can say this categorically for anyone listening in, right? This is fact. You can write this down on a piece of paper, put it in your pocket. Go on, it. Dave Bamford invented the flea bottom opening. That's fact. I, That's I a think that is true. <laughs> People started copying them afterwards, but that is the best bit of tech I've ever learned from Dave, which is first turn, uh, summon by the conclave, Martel no agenda, no one bats an eyelid. Because they go, oh, here he goes, going to get Quentin. And you, you pull out this non-unique, two-cost, <laughs> one-intrigue icon chud, and they go, the fuck? <laughs> you play it, and it's like cards for days. Yep. With that, you're, you're getting through, what? You're seven, you, obviously, whatever you've um, set up. Often uh, five or six cards. Yeah, if you play it. The versions I was playing, yeah. Draw back up. Draw two. Draw three. From that. You're, you're getting through so many cards in your deck, and it's putting so much in your hand. Yeah, right. you're seeing Quentin 90% of the time, turn one, yep. without summoning for him. And if you're not seeing Quentin, you're seeing all your other bomb stuff. So, who cares? The only time that's ever made me sort of sad was when I was playing uh, Strachan in the Nationals, and he had the Iron Throne out so. Yes. That re- uh, against against uh, Lannister, I tended to still search for Quentin. <laughs> Yeah, well, you need him. One, the Iron Throne, and second, the Vengeful. Yeah. Yeah, you need him. Uh, that's the that's the only pretty much the only matchup. Uh, once I played against a power behind the throne deck, which pre-plotted some Neil, and was clearly going to open with um. Uh, Fear of Winter. All oh, right. Fear of Winter. So I searched for Aris Oakart to get rid of um, Janos Slim. Very nice. Uh, but that's basically the only other things I've searched for. Well, that, you've just mentioned what my backup third card was, which is Fear of Winner. Oh, there we go. Yeah. It's just such a crippling card when you flip <laughs> that out. It really is. It's just like, uh, bang. Good night. Only dreams now. You know, I love it. Yeah, that's such a good card. So what, three of those cards were played in a Hyperclaim? Yeah. Yep. Focus Defense, Fear of Winter, yep. Fishers. 
Was Six was in Hyper Clan? I think he was. Should be. He should be. I think there was only <laughs> one or two copies of it. Oh, only one. I don't think I saw him when I was playing it. That's the only no. reason why I question it. I the doesn't... thing is, I think there is only one, two warships in the deck. Uh, there, well, when I it's, did it, I put there's in river blockade. Block, I put and in a couple of river blockades, block. and I put in the long ship and victory. And I also yeah. think I put in an Iron Fleet scout as well. Um, oh, maybe. Just because the amount of times they say, but I already know when we get to I what my favourite card is, just because I love them. Um, spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Sorry. Well, we've also got Iron and Iron, uh, Iron Island Marines as well. So there's, yeah, there's going to be loads of Greyjoy ones. <laughs> the Iron Islands. I know. Stuff. Or just the Iron Islands. <laughs> is wait. there an Iron Islands card? I, the Iron Islands. The, no. Put two gold on. Iron Cliffs. Yes, Iron Cliffs. Iron yeah, all mines. the Iron Mines. Yes, the Iron Mines. So many. So many. Mm. But that's a story for another day. Another day. 